Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Panas are also yellow. <laughs> Hello there, and welcome to episode episode 26 of No Idea Yet, the podcast where we talk about something, go away, research it, come back, talk about it, and then give that in to you in one handy, all-in-one package. What more could you ask for? This week, I'm here with Johnny. Uh, hi, yeah. Freddy. You smashed that intro out. That's the, the smoothest and slickest and quickest <laughs> intro we've had. It's just getting so much better. <laughs> We're just getting... And Freddy, who looks somewhat less, be- less, than, less than impressed by that intro. Hello. This week we will be talking about the slightly more specific topic of bananas. Oh god damn it. Absolutely incredible. Love it. I love Do you it. think you know about bananas? Well, you might know a little bit more by the end of this episode. Or you might be like, why would I listen to an episode of a podcast about bananas? <laughs> Either way, you've clearly chosen to be here for at least part of it, so yeah. Um we're gonna touch on it. And um sort of the ripening process. <laughs> <laughs> How to make this as interesting as possible. Well, Freddie, you were the one. Last time you were, we were always, you were like, being a bit more specific, so I was going to, you know. I agree. I was going to do it in time, so just on the ripening process of bananas, but no, we're going we're gonna to branch out to all of bananas. Oh, we're going to branch out. Um, Maybe you're a bit too vague, Alison, to be honest. I just don't know if there's going to be too much to... It's too much to talk about bananas, yeah. Can we go on just, just you know, like, well, the there is, there is There's global things about it. So there's, so there's banana wars, and there's been, you know, banana republics and all this stuff, which I would right, want to touch on. banana republics. From monkey balloons. No, yeah, Toon's Dad Fence. Oh my god, that's exactly what yeah. I was thinking. Very good, very good, right? There you go. Well, we would research that, I think. Is, is that going to be a really, like, on the nose joke within this small video game about a Banana Republic then? Yeah, maybe they were making a joke that we never got. I just thought it was a yeah. thing that made bananas for me so I could buy more balloon popping towers. <laughs> that's interesting. Um, and also, yeah, like, is it a fruit? Is it a vegetable? That's the question on everyone's minds. Or a herb? <laughs> is it mint? Uh, no, it's, uh, it's, oh, it's a but yeah, there's like little ones, there's, you know, how do you prefer them? It's just, it's just so, so much stuff about, really. The banana plant is a herb, <laughs> isn't it? Because you know, I've got I've got one in my back garden, actually. It's a, it's a hardy one. It's not, not a banana. On it, but it's, a, it's a cool plant. Left a banana yeah, in there. It's a banana in my back garden, mate. just sat there. But banana is a fruit because it's got the seeds on It's a, something grown and has seeds on the inside, doesn't it? Whereas usually vegetables, any fruit is something with seeds on the inside, vegetables, any literally anything else that comes out of it. You know that for tax purposes, tomatoes are a veg. <laughs> I think, huh. like, yes, we, there's like the technicality in the same way that, like, I don't know, Jaffa cakes, that uh, tax thing, biscuits. Yeah, cakes yeah. or cakes or biscuits. And it, the distinction of that was, cakes start soft and get harder over time, and biscuits start hard and get softer over time. That's the definition. They just left it in a courtroom overnight, and they came back and then decided. Just like what about bananas, guys? Bananas need to be yeah, not not in a scientific experiment. It was in, in a courtroom. <laughs> just put some jumpers. Yeah, there. I'm sure there's actually some science behind it, but the story goes that it just left overnight. They come in, yeah. The janitor's throwing them away. Oh god, guys, we've got to do this again. <laughs> Leave a note. It's like it's a signed by the Grand Supreme thing. Judge. Um, so, so, so also, I mean, the thing you've got to say is about the classic thing that everybody likes to say. In case you didn't know, and probably if you do know, 
you're actually uh, opening the banana wrong. Uh, monkeys. Uh, oh, because this annoys oh, me. Oh yeah. Like, oh, have you not seen how monkeys do? I'm like, monkeys also throw their shit at each other. Like, you know, <laughs> you're gonna take your life advice from a monkey. Like, you know, yeah, sure, they eat a lot of bananas, but you know, yeah. Having said that, though, it makes my banana eating experience once it's opened the backwards way better because I hate that weird little black bit thing at the bottom. That's the end of your banana. But if you get rid of that at the beginning, it's all pure banana all the way to the bottom. Mm. And I so like that. Eat them less ripe. That's, that's, that's my, my, my favourite is watching, yeah. uh, uh, watching a bit of Love Island and you can see when guys are just a bit too like afraid of anything phallus shaped that they like they tear their bananas rather than just eating it. That's how masculine I am. <laughs> so said things like a, a guy, guy like eating a, eating a popsicle with like a knife, <laughs> like, like, a, like a switchblade so that you can cut it off and then put it in your mouth so that, you know. That would be a very yeah. sexy way of eating ice lolly. You know like, they, you get stuff on your hands, there's no need, they've got a, it's like they've, they've I always remember seeing a thing of like... And there's a balance, right? You don't do. just want to like put the entire thing down your throat. <laughs> Fastest way. I remember it was just a random like old school video of somebody trying to prove the existence of God through the banana. And it's like, when you look at a soda can, you have the design and then you have the tab, the pull. And this is specifically designed for the end consumer. And you look at the banana, it has its own encasing and the perfect tab pull at the top. Intelligent design. And I mean, like, yeah, also just made by humans. Point. I'm <laughs> solved. The idea of that monkey's open it the other way around. So, broad argument. Um, okay, so wait. Just a really funny. I just, I just love that thing. About eating bananas, then. So, Alistair just said about eating them not so ripe, which is just disgusting when they're all like floury and solid. Like, but how yeah, bruised like do you? Slightly green. That's how. That's how. How I'm bruised do you like go? Ah, oh. oh, like how much bruise can you handle? Do you eat around the bruise? Do you, what do you, do you, did you peel the stringy bits off? The stringy bits that weirdly make you think that they're hair, but they're not, they're just bits of banana, but my brain's like, nah, that's coming off. Yeah, that's a fish bone, but that's a banana bone. <laughs> you do not eat that. Um, you, the biggest thing is you think like, oh, that's very bruised. You open up the banana and it's absolutely perfect on the inside. And you're like, this is fine. The skin is bruised, but the banana is right. There's a really deep metaphor for, for you know, self-help in that. <laughs> Even if you're bruising outside, you're, you're still, you're still good on the inside, you know. Unless you're a green banana. <laughs> you can take a beating, but I'm not emotionally hurting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what we're going to go for. You know, I, I just, yeah, big fan of the um, slightly greener bananas, you know. Plus, if you buy them like that, then by the time you've sort of got to the end of a bunch, you'll be, they'll be just starting to go a bit riper. If you buy ripe bananas, then by the time you get to the end of the bunch, right, they're like... Always buy a little bit of green bananas. Yeah, that's, that's the rule. Do you guys ever have it where the banana is... It's, it doesn't seem too ripe yet to eat, but when you open it, it's so banana-y, the smell, that it actually takes you back. You're like, whoa, that's so banana-y. Yeah, but then also you make banana bread out of those kind of ones, right? Oh my, this is like, I, just, oh, I wonder bread. if this is everywhere. Literally yeah. Thing, banana's gone, that makes banana bread. I won't make banana bread any other I love time. it, it's called banana bread. It's cake. It's absolutely <laughs> cake, not bread. It's just like, what, how, did this, how did this slip through the cracks as being called bread? It's like, it's bread so that's, not bread. It's not cooked on, it. not cooked on the inside. Cake. Yeah. It's burnt on the outside. The middle's still liquid. <laughs> you failed We're again. We're going with bread. We're going with bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unleavened? Yeah, I think I've got an unleavened banana bread. <laughs> smoothies, I forget, but smoothies banana so smoothies are amazing, but I forget to make them. That's my go-to. Bananas, yeah, bananas in any smoothie just improve the texture, I think. Like, quite well, a lot. You, you can bet, it's just, it's in your head. Like, yeah, you can have a fully bruised banana, you put it in the smoothie and blend it, and for some reason it's fine. It's not... Oh, but the taste, though, the taste is just potent. When you got yeah, it's more banana-y, that's why they're nice. And okay. apparently my grandma oh, used to, like, eat bruised bananas, like, 
when they were like, like an animal. darker, that's when she like. Oh my god! So watch Paul Paul Blart Mall Cop. There's a very funny scene in that where he has an interaction with someone eating a black banana, and that's a very good comedy skit for what is a very C <laughs> mediocre D movie. Seven. <laughs> I was the gonna, uh, clock is right twice a day. <laughs> guys, this film has a one funny scene. Have you heard this? Like you said about the thing about opening bananas backwards. Have you heard the idea that there was another species of banana that wasn't Cavendish, and this other banana was the like is the same smell as the banana sweets that we eat? Have you heard something to do with this? I think this is, this is the founding of the Banana Wars, actually. I think that's just what. <laughs> what? No, no. Have you checked the Banana Wars? I don't know what to believe. Um, I know too. Banana Wars. I don't think about it. Banana. I, I always curious to say the banana sweets taste nothing like bananas, right? But yeah. But I've heard that's a different type of banana that used to exist. I don't know if that's yeah, true, yeah. but that's what I've heard. Banana is definitely one of those flavors that is like, you know, if there's a range of sweets, there'll be a banana one. If there's a range of like something else, there's a banana one. Range maybe ice creams not so much actually. Now I think about it. Oh, that's a good shout. Yeah, you can definitely can get banana, but it's a rare one. Are you guys a fan of the um, banana chips? You know, it's like dried banana chip thing. That you get in muesli. <laughs> yeah, they're not bad. Yeah, you can buy them, I think, but they're all, yeah. They're like super sugary, but they are. Yeah, well, I'm like thinking, the they're, also bit like, you know, they're also sterile, you can't like grow a banana from a banana, can you? Yeah, Wait, yeah. Produ production, I do that, I think, again, we talked about this before with the factory stuff, but just like the production of things like this, especially on a mass scale, like how unripe must they be when they get picked off the trees to then be ripe enough by the time they get to the supermarket is mad. Yeah, that's mad. So Abby does a thing with her bananas and I thought, I'm sure lots of people do this. Well, definitely one part of it, honestly, both of doesn't eat the end and also doesn't eat the start either. And that's because her uncle once got an exotic tapeworm or something like that and apparently the only thing they could try to link it back to was probably an exotic fruit which the only thing you could think of was a banana or something like that. So how like far does she tell her? Does she take take the entire? Does she like undress the entire banana and then just take one bite out of the middle of it and throw the rest in the bin? Or like undress a banana? Yeah, as I was saying that, is that, is that I think peel is the word I'm looking for. But yeah, undress is much better. But do you know, you <laughs> it's like, like I think of like a guy in a, in his, in his lunch room and he's like by, he thinks he's by himself. And he's like. May I take your coat? Or you take off a banana skin and they're like laughing to himself. And there's people behind him like, you know, we can hear you. Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, sorry, gone. Completely changed how I want to open bananas now by asking them, yeah, please enjoy. <laughs> May I take your coat, sir? When I was, like, whenever I'm driving a car, like, okay, I love, my, my go-to snack is an apple because bananas, I get annoyed by having to get rid of the skin. But an apple, more recently, when I'm driving a car, I'm like, oh, God, I can't put this apple core down anywhere because I hate getting a sticky apple in the car. So I eat the core, like, force myself to eat it. And the like, pips, mate, because they know they've got cyanide in them. You, they just pass through you, it's fine. Like, yeah, if, you cr if you ate like a whole bowl of apple pips, I reckon you'd probably be a bit, bit yeah. in a bad way. <laughs> a bit psychopath eating, a, eating apple pips in my car, like a bowl full of them. <laughs> We're just doing that 18 hour drive to Germany, and it's just you like crying as you try to force yourself to eat apple cores. <laughs> You've just been holding this, you've just got like a handful of apple cores and you're just driving along like, why did I not think of any other snack that I could possibly use that doesn't leave a... I well, I don't like bananas because they leave a skin, but I know, I'll eat an apple core, which is, at least with a banana skin you could sort of fold it so it, it's just like be put somewhere and it won't be that sticky. True. Or you could put your apple cores in your banana skins, mate. Yeah, there you go. You definitely fold, yeah, you fold a banana, don't you, because you think that's going to like contain it, but if you think about it, when you fold it, usually the crease opens up and you're getting more... 
It's probably actually better just to. Like if you just fold it into a little down. crane, that's the best way. Just yeah, just get origami. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I've got a question for you guys. What do you reckon? Because I have no idea. Is the origin of banana peels being slippery? Mario Kart. Like, oh, I, I hope d- it's actually Mario Kart as like nah. the first like. No, but people know. I've it was, it was reading, in cartoons. I think long yeah. before Mario. Reading like yeah. Beano's or something, or like the Dandy, totally, and yeah. like they throw a banana peel down and people slip, and I'm like, where did that come from? Because you wouldn't. Not slippery. They're not inherently that slippery, and also yeah, you wouldn't. There's like <laughs> considering oil is this, and oil has been around a lot longer than an, and ice. You know? They're definitely not like oh bananas. Yeah, they're the most slippery thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna look this up. Yeah, so like slippery bananas. Uh, another thing as well is um, potassium. So it's full of oh, it. Oh yeah. Like, everyone says. I always remember we were at a freshers and it was chocolate some vegan guy, and he said, "Oh yeah, every morning I make a I make it like a smoothie and it has nine bananas in it." I remember thinking of like, I think that's probably a bit too much potassium for you to intake That sounds every like a day. lot. Also, like, the sugar of that because when you when you make smoothies out of fruit, it does something weird to the sugar. Again, we might have to double check this, but yeah. I've heard yeah, from a lot of sources, yeah, it, it does change, it changes the way your body processes the sugars or something, so to the point that, yeah, it's, it's, especially with your teeth, you have to be yeah. slightly more careful. If you, if you, you shouldn't just smash smoothies, especially if you give them to your kids and think that they're just like getting all the benefits of the fruit, because apparently I don't think you do, but, but yeah, nine bananas every morning sounds a little excessive. Constipating. <laughs> and yeah, probably getting cancer from potassium, I thought, but. What? Where do you get, why is potassium making you get cancer? This is an informative podcast. One of the um, one of the like the radioactive metal. Oh. Yeah, but is it carcinogenic enough that it causes cancer? Well, we will look that up, and among other things. But for there, oh, we're going to call it for this half of the episode. Um, so, guys, please yeah, go away, and you can research your bananas. Uh, I want you to buy at least ten and put them down and do a skid test. Um, do you know that might be more fun with with Ezra? <laughs> Just play with him. And- See which bananas are most slippery. The floors yeah, smell so bad there, now. Yeah, Abby, Abby, your wife will come home. <laughs> Johnny, why have you got just bananas all over the floor? And Ezra's and bleeding. Ezra's just covered in just bananas. Ezra just slides out. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, thank you very much for listening to this half. Um, I'm going to do a snappy outro because the intro was so, so concise. Um, and um, we'll see you in a few moments. No idea yet. <laughs> Welcome back to episode 26 of No Idea Yet, where we're talking about bananas, the yellow fruit. <laughs> Just in case to clarify. Uh, that some people, yeah, you may have heard of, you may have seen around, you may have even eaten one in the last however long you've been since you ate a banana. Um, anyway, we've done some research, we've got some smooth transitions going on. Uh, I'm going to go over to, these, to both guys, to Fred and Johnny, see what they've, uh, what they've learned this week. But first of all, of course, we're going to have to go to Johnny for the definition of a banana. Mm, it's the best time of the week. It is <coughs> a long-curved fruit which grows in clusters and has soft, pulpy flesh and yellow skin when ripe. The second part is the tropical and subtropical palm-like plant that bears bananas, having very large leaves but lacking a woody trunk. The informal definition is insane or extremely silly. Completely bananas. <laughs> Get that one in there. We love I've it. I've revised only that last bit about the informal being silly. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah, so it is, it is a large herbaceous flowering plant, so it's not a tree or anything like that. The fruit is botanically a berry. Um, get cooked dessert bananas, which we commonly know, and then cooking bananas, um, classically called plantain. Um, yeah, and all... Yeah, I'll... I'll can I say, can I just say that like, this is, I realise there's a complete idiot. I'm a moron, right? 
Because I was sat there like, I need to find out the, the fact about is a banana a berry or is it like a herb or is it this? And like, I, thing goes, like the botanical definitions, like the, the fruit is a berry, you know, like a, it's a, got this and this and that. Like other berries include like, strawberries and raspberries. And, and I was thinking about, they're all, they're all fruit. Berries are fruit. Berries are just fruit. Fruit is the umbrella term. I was like, God damn it. Of course a banana's a fruit. It's just a berry is a subcategory of fruit. Oh, I'm stupid. Uh, that's quite funny. To be fair, until you halfway through saying that, I was going to be like, yeah, it's a berry. End of conversation, mate. What, what are you talking about? But yeah. 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 So, but what, what, one funny. thing is stupid. that almost all modern seedless edible bananas are from two wild species, Musa acuminata and Musa Balbiciana. But the one thing of, of like it's saying modern seedless edible, I'm like seedless. But you always think they have seeds, but then you're like, oh, I guess they totally don't. And do you like with grapes? I remember you used to get seeded grapes, and now you just you can't really get them anywhere. Um, and like that thing of yeah, it's just such commonplace that banana all the bananas we eat, you can't do anything with. You can't grow like you can't get seeds from them at all. We're just used mm. to that, and I think that's just something you completely forget. Did you know? Like, did you know yeah. the wild bananas? Like the the seeds that they have are like massive. I'm sure you guys saw pictures, maybe of like a wild banana. It looks like a banana chode with like huge <laughs> seeds in it. And it says the seeds are large, hard, and spiky, and they're liable to crack your teeth. What's that? Oh, sounds like, isn't it? oh geez. Bananas are obviously doesn't right because the whole point of it was obviously yeah, like in nature that the animals eat them when then they poop out the seeds somewhere else and that spreads the plants, right? It's the so, uh, so we've completely messed that up by taking the That's seeds it. out, right? Don't chew me, don't you dare. Also, and then anything we did is get straight into the sewer to see it. Nice one, guys. Cracking but. your teeth takes, it takes two to tango to crack your own teeth. So if it's like, stop chewing, you know, at some <sighs> point you're like, maybe I should stop really hammering down on stuff I eat. I don't know. Yeah, but okay. um, they're, they're, they're native to... Tropical Indo-Malaya, um, Indo which is, if you think, around about from India down, uh, effectively, Indo-Malaya and Australia. So if you think in India and then travel east and south down to Australia, that's natively where they're from, in the tropical areas. And they're most likely domesticating Papua New Guinea. And, of course, of course, it's bloody Portuguese, isn't it? Moving it around west. So when you think in Africa or Caribbean or any places like that, it's the Portuguese again. They're out again. They do it with chilies, moving them east, and now they're doing bananas, moving them west. Or Did east. You... No, actually, more than likely. I'm just thinking of flipping English maps. It's east or west. It's a sphere. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They could have gone. Did... They could have gone. Just... Did you see, though, the fun thing that's like, even though, yes, totally the Portuguese, like, smashed it, throwing them around. But weirdly, um, the Malagan, Malagans, um, somehow... Looks like, oh, Malagsay, I think it's Malagsay. They took bananas to Madagascar like hundreds and hundreds of years ago, like thousands of years ago. Like oh, pre everything. So, like, so, so the Portuguese are like, right, we're going to bring these across. They go to Madagascar. Wait, who brought these bananas here? <laughs> hey. And then, did you see the thing about fake bananas? Like in, in um, Egyptian mythology and some like um, hieroglyphs and designs and stuff, there's Cleopatra sat in what looks like a banana tree and people are like, man, aliens or something. Like, I mean, how is it that they got bananas to Egypt when they weren't been there at the time? And it turns out that there's a fake banana. As in, it's not actually a fake banana. It's a completely different plant, but just looks very similar to the tree. It doesn't make the fruit. You can't eat the fruit. And it's called the Ensete and it's a, 
a really important part of the Ethiopian diet, but just it's just like it looks kind of like the banana, but it's not. I think that's, so that's, that's really again. I think we touched this on the episode about aliens and everything. But how if 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 you're if you're you know if your mantra is aliens are real, I'm going to find out why. It's there's a picture of Cleopatra with some bananas. Aliens. <laughs> 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 so, there's, there's probably some more logical explanations. No, aliens. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so the term you'd say for something two similar species which are completely separate. Well, they're phenotypically, so they look similar, would be convergent evolution. So if you look at um, mm. why the fossa in Madagascar looks like a feline, it's because it's it evolved to fit that niche. And the niche, and this is a, sorry, a side note for the whole planet thing of like, more than likely on another planet, if life is going to be done the same way, you can bet they're probably going to have lines which look relatively similar if they've got similar niches. Because, you know, yeah, either way. Sorry, I, I digress. That makes a lot of sense, actually, yeah. That's very cool. Mm. Well, um, anyway, so Freddie, what did you uh, give us? Give us some things you found out this week. Did, anything you want really like? Uh, what, what, yeah. what stuck out to you most as being something interesting and worthy of note? Other than okay, the fact well, that they're first, berries and fruit. <laughs> I know, blew my mind. A cucumber's also a berry. Blew my mind. Yeah, there you go. Is it anything just okay. with seeds on the inside? It's a berry. No, no it's oh look well, I actually researched this a berry it's a type of fruit I put in I put in capital letters because I was so surprised <laughs> um, and it's the part of a, it means that the, the fruit that develops that you, you eat or is the edible or fleshy part is from the ripened ovary like the um, wait wait part of the fruit development. yeah yes no no yeah the from the ripe, ripened ovary it's the is the pericarp and that's the bit that you eat whereas other fruits for example it's a bit that surrounds the ovary and like that's other fruits, but for a berry, it's the over itself. So is that when you can see in strawberries, like they flower? If you see like a time lapse, they flower first, and then they shrink up. They kind of make a bit of a hip, and then the the berry comes from it, kind of thing. Probs. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I didn't read strawberries. We don't know. We but, a little but, bit. Well, I would digress. I've got a two truth and a lie for you guys about I bananas. Digress. How many times do you say I digress? It's I want to say it. I'm enjoying it. Okay, two truths and a lie about bananas. Maybe you guys researched it, maybe you guys found out. So I found these were kind of interesting facts. So I will go with, first, you can rub the inside of a banana peel on a bug bite and it will relieve the itching. Second, banana peel added to water, and if you mix it around, removes heavy metals. And well, from the water or just... <laughs> from the water, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and three... Um, if you have a latex aller- allergy, it's likely that you've also got a banana allergy. Oh. I thought the last one's wrong, right? No? I want to say the middle one. I feel like I've heard. But the problem is, it's like a mid- old midwife's tale of like, I've heard that you can rub bananas and insect bites. It doesn't mean it's true. It just means that people believe it's a factoid, shall we say. But yeah. Uh, I want to say the second one, heavy metal. And I reckon we're both wrong, but go on. <laughs> no, I mean, that was actually good. Yeah, Johnny, the first one... People think it's true, but apparently it doesn't really work. Rubbing a bit banana peel on a bug bite. Placebo, placebo of banana skins. Maybe. Mm. Um, the banana peel has to water, right? So, I mean, so if you get, so you have water that has heavy metal in it and you add a banana peel and you just mix it thoroughly for a short time of 45 minutes, <laughs> <laughs> then it will remove up to 65% of the heavy metals. I'm guessing it'll um, taste like banana water though. It's not, you're not getting fresh water know. anymore. It's, why have you got water that's specifically full of heavy metals or it is just any water stirring <laughs> it vigorously <laughs> it's not like you're in the wild or anything and you're like mm, it seems like this water has 
heavy metals. <laughs> it's like, like it's a really muddy bowl of like muddy bucket of water in the street. Like, well, better get the heavy metals out first, so then we'll worry about the rest of the stuff. I bet you get a tropical fruit which spoils really easily as well. Uh, oh, did you, oh, another random fact just to throw in: Do bananas float? What do you think? Oh then no, no, right. This is on the life of pie. So this is the whole thing of the idea that the orangutan came over on a, a thing of bananas which float, and it said no. They said that's not right because bananas don't float. So the orangutan couldn't have gotten to the boat. The orangutan was the metaphor for his mum, possibly. Oh, I don't know. I, this, the internet told me that the bananas do float. So, oh. well then, life of pie. I mean, I've got a banana. Maybe I need to go and test it in the bar in the toilet in bowl. The sink. Oh, but <laughs> toilet. There's always water in the toilet bowl. I guess you don't it have is. To, don't you don't have to waste first. water by filling up the sink. Yeah, but then be touching the size. It's got to be big enough space that you know. <laughs> I know, yeah, I assume it's, going, open, it's only going to float when it's got the when it's got the the wrapper on, nature's yeah, wrapper. Nature's wrapper. Uh, okay, um, I'll move on to my last bit. That, I mean, I've researched other stuff, but I'll let I'll let you guys tell us what you've got. But I'll finish off with my sustainability because sustainability is important. And it turns out the bananas are just awful. <laughs> just <laughs> like I mean, the amount of rainforest cleared for them, the amount of fertilizer screwing the soil and streams and lakes that they've used. Apparently, sixty percent of Costa Rica's coral reefs are directly affected by banana plantations. Like j- just bananas. It is bananas, but in a bad way. And it's possible, according to the WWF, that of any single food product produced, bananas have the most waste. Like, of wow. discarded banana plants, bags used to cover the bananas, strings to tie the bananas, the transport required for the bananas, and uh, yeah, no, wow. that's just madness. I looked up. I think they do float. That's just absolutely <laughs> crazy. <laughs> wow, but also more importantly, <laughs> think of all those life jackets we're saving by by mail that But do you know it's that thing we've seen with like a palm oil, and it's like you always think, oh, the the. the they're getting rid of forests. Like they are plant technically planting forests back. It's just they're monocultures. So you literally have one tree and one tree alone and nothing else. And it's like a, it's like what? It's a berry, oh, mate. Palm, palm oil, but um, but yeah. Oh, and it's the palm like, oil. It's, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, but so it's just a desert for animals. You can get like five different, yeah, probably quite a few species of animals. But when you compare to a rainforest, which has thousands, it's kind of yeah. So that's the thing of having, you know. Yeah, I mean, you can, like, an analogy I heard that I quite liked was, like, it's like, well, humans, you need houses, right? It's like, uh, yeah, okay, here's a city, it's just houses. It's like, uh, we kind of needed other stuff, too, you know, like, <laughs> supermarkets, hospitals, like, schools, this is a, no, 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 just houses, nothing else, just houses. And that's what it is oh. to animals, if you've got nothing, even if, and let alone, they probably can't live in them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's not even just houses, it's just Lego bricks <laughs> and nothing good, else. So I think a good thing I just... Oh, actually, that, that gives you the escapes of everything, so that's a terrible analogy. Yeah, but. yeah Lego bricks is great. Um, the good thing to think of uh, for orangutans... Just uh, portaloos. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> the city of just portaloos and oh, nothing else. The smell. Um, yeah, so if you think of orangutans, how they don't do well in palm oil forests, is if you imagine Spider-Man in a rural town, like, and not in a city, like, he can't do anything there. <laughs> I you didn't realize we're still going on my analogy, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. How analogous would it be? And also, yeah. yeah. I would just really, do you like the idea of Spider Man in a farm? I like that they actually address like, that. I think it was in the one of the the newest one of the second the um the Tom Holland Spider Man ones where yeah. he's like stood in a field and he just does his web and it just does it just falls on the ground because <laughs> there's, no, there's nothing tall to get there. But yeah, that was brilliant. Yeah. 
So guys, what did you research or what questions? I mean, I've, I've got other stuff, but I don't want to just... Well, I think the... we've both touched this a little bit. Let's, uh, let's have a look at some of the, the sort of darker history with the banana republics and banana wars and things. I, I, I touched into that, so they don't need to get into it too deep. But, uh... Straight for the description. Um, the term describes a political, politically unstable country with an economy dependent upon the exploitation of a limited resource product, such as bananas or minerals. And I kind of like to imagine that you've got a really big farm that's so big and so good, you're like, you know what? We're going to be our own country now. <laughs> or like our own little area. We Pretty much. Well, we're we've so, got enough money so... to actually just buy a, buy, you know, hire a, a military, hire our own military and have a coup. Yeah, and apparently it is, um, classically, you'll have a smaller, higher society, which is like ridiculous, like loads of money, also the military, and then you've got a massive um, impoverished workforce. More than likely, mm-hmm. especially yeah. yeah. I, I mean, like, and it's and it's not even like uncommon, really, if you think about it. Like, we've got so many countries in the world. If you just take oil and gas as like a, yeah, as a product, like man, you guys are just burning away at the one stockpile you have of stuff that's not even benefiting everyone in a good way in the long term. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes, mad in it. It's like it's, 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 well, the one thing you can say is like the UAE of like a. That each uh, city has got big oil reserves of which they sell. So, um, like Dubai is running out of their oil, and so that's why they either borrow money from Abu Dhabi, the capital, um, or they'll tourism is their biggest thing. They're the proper advanced and first world for the idea that they want to be the best in the world at everything. Have Uber helicopters and have like robot police and have like um, either water jetpacks. Because when you have enough of that. Everyone wants to come to you to be like, cool, this is what we want to do. So a lot of the stuff is not cost effective at all, but what it brings in is different. And so that's how they've gone from, right, we've run out of oil, but what else can we do? Like, we're going to be super fancy. Arabs being super fancy. And and this is not... Some high-class fanciness. Right? This is not the company that Gap hired from America, Banana Republic, right? <laughs> that's it. Why on earth would you call your company Banana Republic? I realize that... That's, that sounds like a really bad name for a company. They, <laughs> like they went to Australia, uh, the, this couple. Uh, I remember reading it when I was looking for Banana Republics. It's a couple. They've got some surname like Zellweger or something, I'm not sure. And they went to Australia and were like, cool, like safaris and stuff are cool. Like, let's make these designs and put them on our clothes and call it Banana Republic. <laughs> it's like what Soviet Union, isn't it? You know, so that... That's already a thing. It's not the best, <laughs> but they just—they just didn't. It's like I mean, I'm not—I'm not trying to throw shade at America, but it, you would stereotypically assume an American would use a term without knowing what it means, right? <laughs> for their company. Well, a good example, though, mate. Soviet Union. Do you know what Soviet is in Russian? No. Union. <laughs> so it's the oh, Union Union. Incredible. <laughs> There's Makes so many sense. examples of that. There's like loads and loads of that, basically. You yeah. asked us about banana wars, which I realised now. Well, realised when I researched a separate from banana republics i thought maybe banana republics make banana wars but no it's not that at all that is the banana wars are a series of actual conflicts right well if you want to i'll quickly go on the first thing of the first banana republic was in honduras um and it was uh, it was the first nation to be branded a banana republic in 1904 and they denounced effectively america america's involvement in the region's economics and government as early as the 1850s um, and by 1929, Honduras was the main exporter of bananas in the world. And one thing, which I don't know if you guys looked more on, is that enterprises owned by two U.S. corporations, the United Fruit Company and the Standard Fruit Company. I mean, 
I wonder who came first. <laughs> we like Good quite stunned it. We, um, they financed wars among Honduras elites to secure concessions to build railroads, develop banana plantation infrastructure, and obtain tax-free imports. And that sounds a lot of like. Is that similar to the idea of the CIA funding other countries? The right capitalism, though, so yeah, it's probably fine. So Asta, you said yes you, to what I said. Did you look into <laughs> either Banana Republics or Banana Wars? I did more Republics rather than Wars. Yeah, like I said, the stuff in Honduras basically was what I had. Had a little, little gander across, but uh, yeah. Is there um, anything else you... Because I only got like a, a more of a brief one about it. So was there anything else you kind of like... Levy- I mean, the history, like I said, the history goes back, I think, to sort of like the late 1800s when it was like they first um, were like, oh shit, we can now refrigerate things to the point that we can get them get them across to um, to, to Europe and obviously America, where there was a huge, huge demand for bananas. Um, I think it was basically most of the things at that time whereby if if you could make money off of it, or if people wanted it, it was like a new thing. You could just be, you make such mental amounts of money that, yeah, they basically had, you know, like the sort of uh, Scrooge McDuck-esque piles of money that they could just then like I said they bought bought an army with and had a coup in Honduras to sort of overthrow the government and then yeah it's, it's all the interesting thing that was all, after all of that it, then um, the basically uh, Chiquita I think it's, it's like the big main brown of bananas today they are like directly sort of direct descendants of all of this absolute oh, like atrocities and all that sort of thing so remember that next time we're having a chowing down on all these lovely Chiquita bananas, but um, I mean, I'm glad that Amazon, you know, like Jeff Bezos or you know, Richard Branson, yeah, I'm glad they made that money so wholesomely, right? Without, yeah, but Elon, <laughs> um, Elon Musk, I like the, the top three rather than buying militaries, they're having a bit of a space race instead. I mean, like, that's at least a little bit nicer than being like, should we either go to space or get a military and just start to take over? <laughs> I mean, just this is how yeah. Jeff Bezos is getting over his ex, he's just like, well, I better leave the planet now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess. They could, like, I don't know, like, I guess they really could have got, maybe they could get militaries in the background, secret militaries. I mean, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, like, technically, of, like, any company will have security, you know, just for, like, for, even it's just doormen or whatever, so technically they will have a very small army across the entire world of just compromising of security people that are employed by them. So they would be a private security, but not armed military or anything like that, but, you know. That'll yeah. definitely stop you com- coming in. Um, Alistair, on a, t- on a tiny that's kind of maybe a bit of a boring side note, you mentioned the birth of refrigeration. Mm. Um, do you know anything about the ripening process of bananas? <laughs> well, since you mentioned it, um, start off a bit green. When we see them, don't you like, like to eat them? <laughs> I know, like I said, I did feel them. Like, I, well, I didn't actually, I meant, I meant to look up more about what, how, what they're like when you pick them, because obviously if they're. If they're sort of a bit green in the supermarket, then they must have been. Oh, a lot. they are picked like they are. They're picked like, like <laughs> they're, before they're grown. <laughs> they're, they're picked as seed, yeah. yeah. They're, they're picked like. Just <laughs> put them in a bunch and then they just ripen to a full grown banana. The lorry is like, yeah, <laughs> we're loaded up, boys, and it's just like three little tiny things, and then by the time they get to the end of the trip. Obviously, that's how it works, yeah. Look, the Indian bananas are really like, far all away. the lorries full of banana seeds like oh no we've waited too long the bananas are bursting <laughs> at the seams ships like are just popcorn. sinking in the middle of the seas <laughs> Not that's how physics bananas. work that's how physics <laughs> oh, of course they of course they would because they're floating bananas did you, did you go and check that Fred? just a bit because I was like kind of curious about. I, thought I mean did you go check if your banana floats but <laughs> oh. <laughs> just, just a bit <laughs> I only checked if the tip floats <laughs> I didn't have enough water in my toilet sorry um no, I'm going to tell you about the, the fascination no, of the banana ripening. 
This is what so, the segue was. So, when you pick a banana and it's green as hell, like I mean, if if hell is green, and it, then it's ripened, well, it's kept cold in a certain like between thirty five. 13.5 degrees to 15 degrees that's it otherwise the banana will go gray and eventually black <laughs> which actually doesn't affect how edible it is inside it just looks bad so people won't buy it which is kind of oh yeah crap we do just you know buy pretty fruit or whatever it is that people said um so what they do is they pick it when it's super green and then they ripen it artificially with ethylene which is a natural plant uh inverted commas hormone it's not actually a hormone but it acts like a hormone and it's what during transportation and then they have to do it just about right because otherwise the banana will release its own ethylene and then ripen too fast and it's like there's all this newfangled technology of having an ethylene absorbent material in a plastic bag that can seal the bananas and make it just right and it's like this is like how this is cost effective to have all this plastic and wrapping and banana transportation and special pouches of I can't remember mag, potassium manganate I think is the chemical that absorbs ethylene in special things per per group of bananas and it's like all of this for bananas i mean it just adds to the unsustainability of bananas mm. it's also i mean yeah we could get, i think this is the fascination of that yeah when you walk into a supermarket how on earth everything is there and the the sheer quantity of what's well, sheer you know the amount of difficulty to get to get that to work i saw is a, mad. a thing of some reason america and they had like a i think it's like a pot of oranges in wrapped in plastic and it was like you know in juice and it said like grown in california they were in texas and it was like grown in california packaged in thailand and then labeled like somewhere else in america and because it is oh. the cheapest option to actually fly out your oranges from california over to thailand to have them packaged or whatever and then come back yeah. rather than doing it in your own country and it's like that is not at all environmentally or sustainable but the fact of it's the cheapest option is yeah the flyers like i said with the um the fact that, like, you know, if you go on holiday now, you could quite comfortably book a flight somewhere that the flight would be cheaper than just parking your car on a bit of, you know, scrap road by the airport. Like, you know, your, your car probably feel costs more than your, <laughs> yeah. your flight. And it's just like, how on earth is that, does that work? But yeah. The banana slip. Oh, yes. Gag. This is what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, go on. Actually, I, was, I was thinking that. Yep, sorry. You reminded me. It's a little story. I hope you don't mind. Uh, Please. Maybe a few minutes. Tell it. it. So it starts off really with a lot of the movement of bananas. In 1866, a man by the name of Carl B. Frank began importing long yellow fruit called banana into the New York City from northern Panama. Now, this wasn't the first time bananas had made their way, but it was still kind of like an unknown fruit, and people were like, whoa, that's so cool. So he tried to make a crap ton of money by just <laughs> like boxes of bananas and taking them to New York. And it turned out that it worked. He would sell bananas wrapped in tin foil for 10 cents each to curious shoppers. And within a few years, bananas have become the favourite fruit and a common street food. Like, imagine that's, like, normal for them to be walking down the street eating bananas out of tinfoil. Like, that's a normal thing. Um, and, oh, as I'm sure you, we haven't mentioned, but we touched upon, this wasn't the Cavendish banana. This was the old um, Grand Miguel or Big Mike banana <laughs> that is no longer around. <laughs> oh, Gros Michel or something. Um, that apparently is even more tasty than the Cavendish, but due to the Panama fungal disease. Yes, that was, the thing. That was one of the big, big things that ended up in our republic. Sorry, that was a yes, which extensive is, research. Wow. <laughs> they also thought that the Cavendish was immune to this, and it's not. It's just immune to that strain. So, mm. um, Anyway, the, the fact goes on is that 
in the in this event of like people eating more and more bananas and the fact that they had basic civil services like trash no trash cans no street sweepers banana peels were thrown onto the streets and left to rot and decompose and the more a rotted banana peel was the more slippery it became Um. and this is due to polysaccharides in it so then people actually got really angry at this like there's actually a popular magazine saying can you guys can everyone stop throwing bananas on the floor because it turned out people were saying that they would actually fall on them and break their limbs including some who broke their limbs reportedly so badly they had to be amputated that's in the article this is 1879 so it literally got to a point where um it was outlawed to throw or cast banana peels out into public anyway blah 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 the point was that it rounds up to a comedy a comedian it says comedy instrumentist but a a comedian known as sliding billy watson he was famous for his sliding entrances from the wings of the stage and he was the most successful and rich vaudeville performer of his day he once saw a man slipping on a banana and he thought it was so funny that he incorporated it into his act since then it was nicked and used as a gag by charlie chaplin Bebe daniels Buster Keaton, Billy Madison, onwards and onwards and onwards until, of course, you get to Mario Kart in the more modern <laughs> times, but it kind of became a staple gag. That's so actually what really it was. Like, so that, throwing yeah. bananas, we're amputating people, and he was like, this is hilarious, I'm going to use it my gag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Side on those guys, like, if you haven't seen, obviously, Charlie Chaplin, Buster Keaton, he was like very similar to, in terms of like, those um, physical stunts he was absolutely phenomenal. it was a bit more than slapstick he did like you know stuff like when the house falls down and like he's standing oh, yeah. just in the right spot but stuff like that but like the most like falling from three stories was like his regular <laughs> regular bit like you know going between buildings on like a on like a ladder and all sorts of on a train and stuff yeah and yeah like getting pulled yeah, across yeah. by a moving train like fully yeah impressive impressive stuff the vfx artists react and then there's stuntmen react as the shoot off on youtube Oh, well, there's a YouTube channel called VFX Artists React, and it's all about good and bad VFX um, art within movies. And then they have a spin-off where they actually get stuntmen from movies to either kind of critique their own work and then look at other ones. And Buster Keaton is one of the big ones of where, like, the stunts he's doing, like, is it on the back of a bus on roller skates? And, like, all stuff. If he ever slips up, he'd just die. And it was like, there's no safety. Like, jumping in between trains. Like, there's one thing, he's on the front of a train, and there's a block, the railroad uh, piece of plank on the track and so he gets off the train and then he has to throw like a piece yeah, the bank of it like that and down then... at the right time so that the train goes over the top of it yeah it's crazy yeah it's so dangerous all of it it's absolutely mad it's just great and freddy's eating a banana <laughs> well i think we can wrap this up then freddy shall we <laughs> oh, I'm gonna I one last thing peel it because oh. um, yeah. I, I put bananas in pirates and apparently it's a superstition to not have it's bad luck to have bananas on a boat um, comes from the 1700s and that they had loads of ships that went missing um, they were known to be carrying bananas a sailoring position don't have bananas in boat thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of No Idea Yet um, I have been Alistair your host this week joined by Freddie and Johnny goodbye we will see you see you next time we'll talk about something else